Hello everybody, welcome to the Online Tennis Podcast episode 22, I was looking for the number there, it is yep. episode 22 though, I've got Gav with me today, how are you doing Gav? I'm doing very well thanks and uh, you might be able to hear me this time because I've got this brand new microphone that's taken me about 10 minutes to work out how to set the thing up, but uh, so apologies, apologies in advance for all the viewers <laughs> who are hoping to sort of hear my muffled tones from the previous podcast. You might now will be able to hear me a wee bit clearer, hopefully. Clear as crystal, sound like Barry White, Gav, it's amazing. Well, we wouldn't um, go that far. <laughs> uh, fortunately, yeah, you set it up prior to going on the video, so I didn't have to wait wait around for the faff. So you, you, could yeah, you didn't just... have to hear the swearing that was going on while getting the bloody thing in, but uh, no, it's sorted now. I had the same problem, don't worry, Gav. Today we are going to do a sort of year-end recap, sort of quiz thing for Gav. We're going to run through a bunch of questions for him. There'll be some easy ones in there. There'll be some tough ones in there. We'll see how he does. If you want to play along at home, please do. I'm going to release the questions prior to the episode's release, so you can do it before you listen to the recording or you Yeah, it's going to be an hour of me pretty much being put to my paces and being tortured by unforgivable stats, probably. I don't, don't have a clue what's going on, but... Uh... We'll, we'll, see see how, we'll see how ruthless it is. We'll see. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some some gimmies in there, at least. So it's going to be timed, I think. I think when we do the questions, I'll, I'll give you 20 seconds or so. Okay. Just how, to, many, how many have we got, by the way? He's like, just to keep, to sort of uh, give me an idea. Yeah, yeah. The, the quiz is out of 32. Oof, okay. So it is, yeah. That's we, fairly substantial. Yeah, fair coverage of it. Yeah, yeah. Let's dive in. Well, let's just dive into the first question, Gav. The first one is about, or the first questions, set of questions, first five are about tour leaders, basically who dominated the tour. Tour leaders. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So the first question, it was a year dominated by the same players for the men. Mm-hmm. There were 14 big events, i.e. Yep. Grand Slams, Masters, ATP Finals and Olympics. Ten of these 14 events were won by Djokovic, Medvedev or Zverev. Can you name the other four players to win these big events? And I'll be kind and give you the four events. Yes, okay. So it's Miami, Monte Carlo, Rome, and Indian Wells. So it's Hercatch. Uh, if we run through them in sort of chronological order, that gives me more time as well for just like yeah, buying yeah. myself time. So Hercatch <laughs> for Miami, then Monte Carlo was Sitsipas, mm-hmm. and then the other ones, you give me the full list, so what was the, the third R- one? That you... Rome and Indian Wells. Ah, yes, Rome was Nadal. And uh, Indian Wells was, of course, Cam Norrie. So, uh, yes, out the park, Gav. Smoothly, I, I... smoothly bought myself about 10 more seconds of time there, but you know what? It's only going to go downhill from here. So, Djokovic, lion's share of the spoils, obviously, you know, free slams, still not to be knocked off his podium. Without a doubt, the greatest achievement of any player this year, I think, Partic- uh, men and women's side, particularly winning the French and Wimbledon back-to-back. I was going to say candidate for the best match of the season, actually, not the Sitsipas one, I would say was Djokovic v Nadal in the semis. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. That leads me, leads me into this next question. So mm-hmm. I had that brilliant match at the French Open, but he was on the ropes at other times in the tournament. Can yes. you name the two times that he was down two sets to love well, at the French Loren- Open? Lorenzo Musetti yes, was number one, and then the final against Sitsipas. Yeah, too easy. Too easy. Well, let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's a solid start. <laughs> he came close to the calendar slam later in the season, but was denied by Daniel Medvedev, who won his first Grand Slam title. Didn't win the match, but he won the hearts of the crowd. Of course, that was a nice little consolation for him. Yep. Medvedev used big serve and safe forehands. 
to his backhand to unpick Djokovic who couldn't handle the pressure of the match. Yeah, it was the big second serves, you know, that Medvedev was going for. I was quite surprised at how early he went to that tactic. You know, he just did it right from the off and, you know, um, he executed it and Djokovic just couldn't get any real let up, you know, on Medvedev's serve. It wasn't as if he was getting second serves to look at. It was just like two first serves all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how well I, Medvedev played. I know a lot of people will say that Djokovic, you know, he lost that match because of nerves so late. You know, he, you know, he, he did lose it as badly as that because of nerves, yeah, but I, I honestly think... Physically think... as well, though. I mean, I think if you look at that draw, maybe you look at the tournaments that Novak won, uh, especially the Roland Garros, for example, if we go back to Roland Garros, it's all about getting, have a clean first week, not dropping any sets, spending as little time in court as possible. Uh, I did think, I thought personally that Zverev would beat him in the semi, so I was surprised he got to the final, but when he got to the final, I did think Medvedev would get the win. I didn't think it would be that comfortable, but I thought Medvedev would uh, get the win. I think he, he deserves more credit for the tactics he put into that match because honestly, absolutely no rhythm on serve was just a, a genius play. He actually didn't do that in Paris, which I, 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 it was a shame because I, I really liked that tactic. I think maybe Medvedev was feeling confident on the day. You know, he felt like he put every serve in. I think that might be part of it. But anyway, though, yeah, picked up his first slam, and at the end of that slam win, he had a celebration. Can you name the celebration? I know part of the celebration. It's uh, the dead fish, is it? It's the dead fish. Yeah, yeah, I, well I done. I the fish part. I didn't know the dead part. Um, <laughs> but sort of came to the assumption that by, by the hand, you know, the hand uh, gestures, it did look like it was either a floppy fish or a dead fish. I thought dead <laughs> was a safer option. Um, I like that. I like that. I think Gav, you're going to nail all the stat questions and stuff like that. But it's the sort of the dad questions, the one that like us older folk now, for some reason, are going to struggle on the the trendy well, celebrations I mean, and stuff like I'm that. Not that young myself at 23. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, ancient, yeah, exactly. <laughs> ancient. I do it as well. Nailed that one, though, Gav. You did nail it. So I, I you're still young at heart. Don't worry. 23, obviously. I feel like I feel like I'm insulting people that are listening to it. To be honest, because 23 is not old. Like people are going to start having midlife crises if I'm if I'm not careful. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. Who yep. is the only male player to win multiple Masters titles this year? The only male player to win multiple Masters titles. Yeah. And I've got. So is the time ticking in this, or can I give it? So the time is taking that would be Zverev. That would be yeah, nice. yeah, Cincinnati yeah, yeah. in Madrid, wouldn't it? Yeah, nice. Well done. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it again. He's very basically mocked up the other big titles. No slams won, obviously, but you know, got the Olympics, got the World Tour Finals. Still not I personally don't think he's ready to make the leap to winning a slam. You probably feel differently, Gav, given your prediction for the US Open. Yep, I did I did think he'd win it this year. Especially after watching how well he played in Cincinnati and having won the Olympics. We see what happened to Andy after he won the Olympics in 2012. I thought the pattern would be repeated this time out. Um, evidently, it's very difficult to criticise Verev in terms of because when you look at the matches he's lost in the majors, Djokovic in Australia, probably the most disappointing defeat other than his Wimbledon one toes you seen. But you look at the French, you know, sit surpass per set, uh, US Open, Djokovic per set. And I was actually looking at it, I think he's not beaten Djokovic over best of five. Um, but he's not beating any top 10 player over best yeah, of five. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just find that interesting um, in the head-to-head. Yeah. But yeah. He's, he's getting close. I, I do feel feel that, I suppose. But yeah. I think he'll win one next year, for sure. Yeah, for a bit. Moving on to the women's. No surprise, but the women's was much more varied. Of the 13 big events on the women's side, there were 10 different winners. Mm-hmm. Naomi Osaka won Australia. Barbara Chikova 
won the French, Raducanu won the US, and Ash Barty won three big titles. Wimbledon was the other slam, and she won Miami and Cincinnati. Yes. Incredible record against the top 20, 14 to 1, etc., etc. She definitely deserves to be number one. Can you name the other female player besides Barty to win multiple big titles? Right. Um, in terms of big titles, are we talking the WTA thousands and slams? Or are we talking five hundred? Like, what are we including as part of big titles? The thousands and slams. I'm guessing, yeah. Thousands, slams, Olympics, and the WTA finals. Okay. Um. Ah, oh, bugger! This is where I'm going to drop points. I know Sabalenka won in Madrid, but did she win another thousand? I'll give you five seconds. I'm going to go Sabalenka. I'm going to go okay. Sabalenka. Okay, it's not Sabalenka. But yeah, she did win Madrid, you're right. Muguruza won the WTA finals and Dubai at the start of the year. So it was Muguruza. Ah, that's what killed me there. Yeah. I, just, I wanted to give her a bit of credit because a lot of people, that WTA finals win was massive. I, I, I thought, it, generally, it's quite strange to think of Muguruza as the player to win the second most big titles this year. And definitely, she, she deserves a bit of respect for that, definitely. Yeah, I knew Contefate won a lot of titles, but it wasn't, you know, the the big titles. That's we talked about that a lot. You know how she needs yeah. to do it on the bigger stage. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Sabalenka was probably the safe one in terms of the rankings. You know, I just thought, yeah, but that's, evidently that's... not. I've been proven wrong, and my sixteen minutes <laughs> of uh, faultlessness have come to a close. <laughs> one mistake so far, Gav. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll move. We'll move on. You'll do better than this one, definitely. Most improved players. This is the category. Mm-hmm. Who won the most ranking points on clay this season? Djokovic, Sitsipas, or Nadal? I'm going Sitsipas. Yes, good show. Good show. It's actually incredibly close. And yeah. there was a, a third round loss, I think, or quarter final loss in Hamburg, literally only just pushes him over Djokovic. So Sitsipas yeah. in 3,110. Djokovic in 3,030 and then Nadal in 2,590. Yeah, I mean, I knew Djokovic had lost early in Monte Carlo, obviously, so for me that was going to put him right down, considering since past won that Barcelona final and uh, obviously Roland Garros final. I thought him making the final over Rafa, obviously being the semis, would give him a bit more points. I know Rafa won in Rome, but I think if you look at the whole season, clay court season, I thought since past would have more points. So. Yeah, we had Monte Carlo, we had Leon, and then we had... Leon, of course, that, that yeah. 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 yeah, that pushed him over basically. That, and it, that would have pushed him over, yeah. All his other matches were incredibly close as well. I, I, I put him in most improved players because as a clay quarter now, he's probably second best in the world. But I suppose Djokovic won the French, but certainly next year I would, I would say he's probably second best in the world. Nadal's yeah, it's, it's going to be a real problem for Dominic Team when he comes back because you look at how yeah. fast it's surpasses improved. I think well, you know, Team one's probably a shoe in for when Nadal retired to win Roland Garros. It's going to be far more difficult for him now. Yeah, yeah. Look how good a player Zverev is in the clay as well. Very, very close. Roland Garros uh, title, you know, total contrast in the last couple of decades, which pretty much has been Nadal or Djokovic that can yeah. stop. I don't know when Stan won it, but obviously Rafa had been knocked out when Stan won the title. And I'm a huge yeah. Stan fan, but I've got to admit that, you know, Djokovic did do him a nice wee favour there. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I'm going to make a few sets past fans unhappy here. I'm just going to go through these losses on clay because they were incredibly close. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of chances this year and I think next year, you know, if he, if he makes the right improvements, he could, he could turn the results of these. So two sets up against Novak in Paris, obviously. Served for the match against Novak in Rome. Match yeah. point against Nadal in Barcelona. And then yes. the, the loss to Krajanovic in Hamburg's a bit different. But then the rest, yeah. 
yeah, Jesus, super close. So I, I think I think we'll see him. Well, hopefully, if that injury is healed up, which it seems to have, then um, it'll definitely be mm, second favorite for the French. I'd say. Moving on, which male player won the most titles on clay this year? Ooh, so that's a belt of a question. That one. <laughs> this is where the two fifties come into play, isn't it? I'm gonna go Casper Rue. Yeah, good, good shout, Gav. After well. the Olympics, you know, you look at after the Olympics, um, or during the Olympics, it wasn't after the Olympics when BT Sport decided to cover tennis for two weeks, um, and show Casper Rue winning everything under the sun, um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Casper Rue had an unbelievable run. I think it was three titles in a row, wasn't it? It was Bustad, Gishad, and Pittsburgh, wasn't it? It was, yeah, no bonus points. but No bonus was... points. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, can you, you name the other one? That out, that one. <laughs> um, yeah. Can you name the, the one other one he won? So he won four? Yeah, the other one was Geneva over Shapovalov yeah. in the oh, final. 250, King. Thanks, yeah. Gav. <laughs> he went from number 27 at the start of the year to number eight. Showed he's more than a one-surface wonder as well. Obviously, he won those titles, but he also won in San Diego. Reached the semis at the World Tour Finals. Made the quarters are better in five of the six Masters he played this year. I think it's all about the serve, Gav, with the hardcore improvements. Cause Absolutely. He's a lot better at serving nowadays. Definitely. It's a lot more free points in his serve, for sure. And uh, he shot up Nick Kyrgios on Twitter as well in those comments he made a couple of years ago. So it's a win-win for Rue mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, yeah. on and off the court. Exactly. On and off the court, exactly. <laughs> okay, next one. According to stats taken from the Miami Open this year, which male player has the flattest backhand on tour? Ooh. Okay. That's an instant, that is a belt of a question again. <sighs> do I go for the left field option or do I go, do I go for the safe option? I think I'm going to go for the left field option. I'm going to go for Adrian Manorino. Was it maybe no, no, it's not Medvedev. It's not Medvedev. That was my safe yeah, so, I went for Manorino. It's not Manorino either. Can we guess Nori? It's Nori. Yeah, yeah, it's Nori. Ah, oh, my God. <laughs> you knew it somewhere. Well, no, no, whose fault that is. That's Mark Petch's fault. Because during the World Tour Finals, he was talking about Medvedev's backhand, and he goes, oh, I don't think any backhand in the Tour has been less than 1,000 RP- RPMs uh, other than Adrian Manorino. So... But- that's you know that's fair. This is just information taken from the Miami Open, so maybe on a different day, yeah. Nori's got a less flat backhand, but I'm just going I with the information. That there, I think. It's a technicality, sorry, Gav. Um, so yeah, Cam improved aspects of his aggressive game. I would say serve plus one, the placement of the serve, even the returner of the serve as well. Kept enforcing a strictly lefty style of play. See himself from number seventy four to number twelve in the world. He won his yeah. first ATP Tour titles, Los Cabos, and of course, Indian Wells. Basil Ashfield felt it was rough as he low-balled to his forehand over and over again. Super busy as well. Do you know he played mm-hmm. 81 matches this year, more than he anybody did. else? Yeah, he grinded it out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Scary for the Battle of the Brits. Yeah. yeah. myself. Nori, Nori's not <laughs> an obvious one, isn't it? I mean... It really was a, really was a technicality, Gav. It really was a technicality. one out there. <laughs> Right, you are doing really well so far. This next one's a little bit tougher. Who is Hubert Hurkacz's head coach? Craig Boynton. Yeah, nailed that again, man. Well done. Partnership seems to be flourishing as Hurkacz has gone from number 35 to number 9, obviously won Miami. And just to relive this a bit, the list of players he beat was Chapel, Ranich, Sitsipas, Rublev and Sinner. I mean, that's... Fantastic. I mean, doesn't get enough credit. I think he didn't get enough credit for that. 
Igor, I, I, I'd agree definitely. It, honestly, like I, I think there's there hasn't been a better draw run to a title this year. Maybe in the Dallas yeah. Rome, that was really tough as well. I think I remember. Um, but other than that, yeah. Um, also, uh, Dennis Kudla. Sorry, sorry, Dennis Kudla. Uh, you also got beaten by Harkatch during that run, <laughs> so that, that was a bit harsh. It was harsh. Considering you played one of the most entertaining great sets of beats Djokovic at Wimbledon, I don't know if you remember it. I uh, do, I do. Yeah, it was yeah. Fantastic match. Like you should have got the third set, I think. And I was thinking, this guy Kudla, like he's he's a very very good basketball player. Um and like he, he played it like for getting beaten in straight sets. Like I think even Djokovic was like applauding them off. Like he properly played out his skin. Well, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That does ring a bell. I, I remember seeing some of the points and they were brilliant. Yep. Right, next one. The players with the most titles won this year are Zverev mm-hmm. on six, yep. Rudin Djokovic on five. Who ties Daniel Medvedev on four? Well, it's got to be Kasper Ruud. No? no, so Rude on five. So Rude and Djokovic oh, on five. five. So, right, okay. So who ties Daniel Medvedev on four? That's it. Okay, that's a, that's a difficult question. I know Quinio Busta's got at least two because he won in Hamburg and he won in uh, Marbella. Mm-hmm. Um, did he win any other ones? I'm not I so sure. Have to push you for time, Gav. I'm going to go for Yannick Sin... Yes, no, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you, yeah. Oh, you wouldn't have had time to do another answer, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, knew, I knew in your voice you were like, PCB's wrong. But I'm talking about them, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, well done. It is Yannick Sinner. You pulled that out of the bag there. He's improved pretty much everything. Serve has gone from pinpoint stance to platform stance. It seems to yep. have improved the accuracy of his serve, which he desperately needed. I, I saw a few charts of his serve at the start of the year, and it was just it looked like there was about twenty five percent body serves in there. Whether that was involuntary or or not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, his first serve points one has gone up really high because of that. Return is just scary good nowadays. Sometimes, yep. as we saw against, you know, Apelka and Isner earlier this year, probably added the two of them, the most one-sided defeats of their careers. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good year for him, definitely. Oh, 100%. Like, him and Alcaraz, I think that match in Paris sort of summed up where tennis is going, and that was a great match. Yeah, brilliant player. I'll give a wee shout-out to a few of the other most improved players. It's not going to be a question, but shout-out to Vashka. Won a title in Vincent Salem, his first title. Karatsev, obviously. Australian Open semi-final, titles in Dubai and Moscow. Fritz, six semi-finals this year. Pelka, final in Toronto and a semi-final in Rome. Harris, seven top 20 wins. Seven top 20 wins. That's what I was amazed He's... at. I don't think Harris was actually <laughs> even nominated for most improved player of the year, which I think yeah, is mad. That's a howler. That's a howler, yeah. that. Jesus Shocking. Christ. Uh, and Van de Zandschop went through qualifying at every slam, got to the US Open quarters. Oh, and finally, a group, Greek Spur as well, who yeah. won five, five consecutive titles. The challenger to a king. Level. Yeah, exactly. Eight overall this year, which is a challenger yeah. to a record. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. I'll move on to the ladies now. You're doing well, Gav. I think you've only dropped two points. Well, that, that will yeah. not continue, but <laughs> enjoy it while it lasts. Right. When combining singles and doubles titles, which female player won the most titles this year? Well, that's not a, a, a difficult question because you've got Kujikova, obviously, who had great success on the, the singles court and always does well on doubles. But combined, does that beat the likes of Annalise Mertens? I'm going to go Kujikova. It's a safe option. Yeah. Yeah, good show, good show. Almost talked yourself out of it, but yeah, she she even won more doubles titles than Elise Mertens in doubles. Like, yeah, no, I, I knew it was going to be touch and go, but 
yeah. to go for a safe option. Yeah, good shout, good shout. Went with your After gut. Manorino let me down like a lead balloon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from 65 to number five in the world. Big exclamation mark there. That's some jump. Kredjikova has had an outstanding year. She won the French Open singles and doubles. Maria Sakari had held match point against her in the semi-finals, of course. Do you remember yep. that? Yeah, remember showing that. How, it's the mental toughness for me. Like She's just like under pressure. She shows absolutely no flakiness whatsoever. That's the biggest improvement, I think. Definitely. Right, next question. Two female players moved from outside the top 50 to the top 10 this season. One of them is Krajikova. Yeah. Can you name the other player? Oh. Ooh. Radicanu's not top. Ooh, is she top 10? Um, I'm going to go Radicanu. No, it's not Radicanu. You know, I knew I... she was top 20, but like, yeah, was she yeah. top I could I could hear the doubt in your voice. You're quite right. She's like number eighteen, I think, yeah, in the world or so. Yeah. Who, who you was had forgotten about Paula Bedosa. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's remembering the names under pressure, Gav. I couldn't give you two minutes to think about it. That's the thing. Because like I knew Radicanu was outside the top fifteen, had a huge ranking jump. I knew yeah. she was top twenty. It was whether she'd got into the the top ten as well. Um, Bedosa, obviously, yeah, that's. That, it's a howler for myself because obviously played really well in Indian Wells. Roland Garros as well had a great year. So mm-hmm. our, overall, her consistency would have got her in ahead of Radicanu anyway for that one result. So yeah, um, bad bad uh, choice for me there. No, um, no, no, it's not a bad shout to be fair. Um, she also won in Belgrade as well, made the Madrid yeah, Masters Belgrade, semis, yeah, yeah. WTA final semis. Plenty of good results. Um, that forehand just loaded with spin. It's it's difficult for a lot of particularly um, female players who, who tend to hit the ball a bit flatter than the men um, to deal with that. So it's, it's a tough ask for people playing her. Definitely, um, mm-hmm. she's a brilliant player. I don't know if I'm overrating her yet. I def I I, I went off in one in my article about her. I was just like, it's because of that uh, Azarenka match in, in Indian Wells, I think I just thought... Yeah, well, that, that, that was one of the matches and... of the season, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. you can't give her enough credit for that. Uh, yeah. Bad mistake in my part. I'll, I'll be having a sleepless night about that one. Like, <laughs> right, next one, I'm sure you'll get. At 12 matches long, which female player boasts the longest match winning streak of the season? Oh... Again, the potential for a near miss here. Contivate went in a very good run. Did she go in a 12-match run? Running streak? I'm going to go Contivate. Yeah, nice. Yeah, see, go with your gut. Go with your gut. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking maybe a Barty at the start of the season, but then I thought, nah, like, Contivate's run was talked about, you know, we talked about it a lot on this podcast, and mm-hmm. um, it was just like, again, did she get to 12 wins? I thought she would have done, because what she, she was, like, looking really good, especially in the second half of the season, so yeah, went for Contivate there. It was uh, Muguruza and the round robin of uh, the WT finals that spoiled it for uh, yeah, since she paired up with Dimitri Tursunov in August, after Sabalenka split with them, they've got on like a house on fire. It's the Contivate cross-court forehand, for me, that was the best shot of that portion of the season. It just opened up the backhand side, and she used that pattern of play to destroy opponents. I mean, she was merciless for a while. Absolutely brilliant level of play. She even got to the final of the WTA finals, despite yeah, the fact yeah. the, the conditions didn't suit her, really, in, in any way, shape, or form. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, st- I don't know, Gavin. I think it's still too early to see if this momentum will continue, to be honest. But, uh, well, you, you never know, especially with a women's game. It could just all 
fall flat at the start of next season, but yeah. you hope it doesn't. You hope that gives them a bit of, gives the player a bit of confidence and hopefully um can lead to better results, more consistency, you know, push up the rankings and hopefully she can translate it into bigger events as well. Yeah, I think Australia is a good place for her to, to have that, you know, to use that sort of game style, to be fair. Really yeah. uh, quick courts, definitely. And, um, you know, the, the balls maybe don't fly quite as much as they did in Guadalajara, certainly. I, I think, yeah, she, she'll, she should have a lot of success. If at any slam, it would be uh, the Australian Open, definitely. So yeah. it's a good, t- good time of year for that slam to come about for her. Right, next one. I, this could be tough. Which female player has reached the most semi-finals this season? Oh, oh my god! You kill me with this one. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't expect you to know it, Gav. So, um, bit, bit of gut I'm feeling gonna be on this one. one. That's sort of out of left field. Or it's going to be one. That's what's your gut? What, what's your gut feeling? <sighs> See, I was thinking, even though she didn't win, maybe as the two big events, I still think Sabalenka would be a good shout because she was there and thereabouts for quite a few. But it's whether it was enough to to get to the highest number. I'll push you for time. I'm going to go for my gut. I'm going to go for Sabalenka. Second time lucky, hopefully. Unlucky. Unlucky. Who was <laughs> Unlucky. it? It was uh, Maria Sacri. <laughs> so... And I, I, the reason I, I thought it's, it's it's a tough question, obviously. I I wasn't expecting to get it, but she'd reached eight semi-finals this season, but only won one of them in Estrava against Fontek. I remember, so, men- yeah, I was mentioning that. Yeah, obviously, it's still incredible consistency, and the reason she makes the list as one of her most improved players of the year is mm-hmm. because you know she made eight, she won eight of nine quarterfinals. You can turn that stat around and see yeah, you can flip it around. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. And you know, fitter than ever. I think she's. She's running people into the ground, and that, that's how she's getting her wins. Shvontek, for some reason, bad matchup. That's three losses for her this year to, to Sakari. Uh, it all added up to number 22 in the world to number six. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think it was two semifinals as well in, in slams and the WT finals too. So Yeah, just... Uh... <laughs> Still beating yourself. Game, so it could be like anybody of the top 100. Yeah, yeah. The way it's going, so... Exactly, and it, yeah, it was a, it's a tough question because obviously you don't really think of Sakari because she doesn't get to all the finals of the the season. Obviously, now nah, close, close, Gav. That's uh, only your third, fourth point dropped, even so, it's not too bad. Um, shout out to Jabour, Wimbledon quarter final, Indian Wells semi, Pegula, Montreal and Doha semis, also unbeaten. Oh no, she did get beat by Tesco at the end of the year. Sorry, never mind. Um, Samson up, Samsonova. Five top 20 wins this year, title in Berlin. Teichman, semi in Dubai, final in Cincinnati, and Ceribes Tormo, who beat Bart at the Olympics, and also a title in Guadalajara, not the title yep. in Guadalajara. We'll move on okay. to the next, the next category, which is newcomers to the tours. Oh, great. Okay. So first question is from oldest to youngest. Yep. And this is worth two points. Or do these players from the ages they won their first ATP tour title? So we have... Alcaraz, Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer. First ATP title. Um, so it was Alcaraz, Nadal, Federer, and Djokovic. Yeah, that's the four. Yeah. I get the. I think Djokovic won his first title. Was it? I know he made the final in '06 in Croatia, but he retired in that final loss to Stan. Uh, Alcaraz obviously won it in Umag this year. Um, whew, Nadal. 
Ooh, that, that is a tough one. I know Joffrey won his first Masters was at 07, so that would be putting maybe 20 years old, 19 years old. I'm going to go for... So it's just who's the youngest. Do you want me? To, do you want me to order them or just who's order, the youngest? Order them, please. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give right. you a point for the the last two, and I'll give you a point for the first two. Djokovic first. As oldest. No, as youngest. As youngest. No, that's wrong. Right. Okay. Thing is, Gav, like you just told me all the dates, so you know this, but you don't have the time to work at all the ages. So yeah, I don't. I'm kind of doing here. I think Roger would have been. Roger would have been the oldest. Um, yeah, Roger's the oldest. I'll give you. A, so I'll please. go for I'll go for Alcaraz one, Nadal two, Djokovic three. Yeah, close, and it's 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 tough to give you to not give you it, but because Alcaraz was actually six days younger than uh, older than Nadal older when he won his first title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were basically much for a muchness. I will give you a point anyway, though, because you literally for told me. Yeah, for Federer, and you told me the date that Djokovic won. His first title, so you basically knew that you just I right. So I've got how many points did I get? One. So I'll give you one out of two. Yeah, one out of two. One out okay, two. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Alcaraz had an outstanding breakout season, obviously this year. Won his first title in Umag, as you said. Reached the quarters of the U.S. Open. Who can forget that? Won the next Gen ATP finals in emphatic fashion. Elo ratings. Do you know what an Elo rating is, Gaff? Oh, I'll, sorry. I'll explain an Elo rating. Yeah, anyway. rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case the audience don't really know, Elo ratings basically uh, take into account the players that you beat rather than the round of a tournament you reach. Basically, so rather than actually looking at ranking points, it awards more ranking points for beating a higher ranked player. Mm-hmm. Um, so some Elo ratings have got him at about number seven in the world at the moment. Okay, and, and that, that makes sense because he's, he's he's defeating really, really good players. Obviously, he beat sets the pass at the, the U.S. Open. Uh, he beat Sinner as well. You know, he beat yep. Berrettini. Three top ten wins already in his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, outstanding stuff. And I'm looking forward to watching him. I think he could be my favorite player going into next year. Honestly, it's, yeah, it's just... no, absolutely. He's one of my favorites as well. I love the forehand, the drop yeah. shots as well. Though. So it's just yeah. filthy. Horrible, honestly. Yeah. Right, moving on. You did okay there. Um, yeah. yeah. Andy Murray described which male player with this tweet. The sort of player I love to watch, lots of variety, high tennis IQ, great in defence. Ooh, I'm going to go out of left field. I'm going to, I'm going to go, since you said defence and variety, could be totally wrong, but I'm going to go Hugo Gaston. No, it's not who no? that, That's a good shout, actually. I feel I'll give you half a point if you get it with this clue. Okay. His slice and backhand volley are almost identical to Florian Mayer. I've not. I know I've not got it. Um, I'm just gonna go Oscar Otter. I know I've not got it. Think, think next gen. Oh, um, not Corda. Not Serendulo. Not nice. By process of elimination, <laughs> um, I'll uh, I'll time you out, Gav. I'll time you yeah, out. Yeah, time you out. Now. Yeah, it's uh, Jensen Brooksby. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Brooksby posted an outstanding forty-nine twelve in the season. That is uh, obviously four times the wins to the losses. Obviously, challengers as well in there. But on the ATP tour, you know, he did well as well. He made plenty of deep runs, semis in Antwerp and Washington, final in Newport, round of 16 at the US. He's yep. only just been on the ATP tour, actually. So realistically, yeah. his ranking is just going to keep going up. The list of his victims, just to give you an idea of how good he is already, Karatsev, Felix Ogarelli, Asim, Tiafoe, Anderson, Apelka, Fritz, Milman, 
he he could be my second favorite player to Alcaraz. Honestly, be booked me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unlucky. So shout out as well for uh, newcomers to the tour to Baez, Musetti, Nakashima, and Ruin as well. I think they're worth mentioning, definitely. Yep, absolutely. On the women's side, Emma Raducanu won the US Open at only 18 years old. Yes. Do you know who the last teenager was before her to win a Grand Slam? Um, it might not be as far back as this, but I'm going to go Martina Hingis. No, 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 no. That's way too far back. Definitely. Way too far back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Iga Svontek at the 2020 oh, French Open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the time. I apologise. but <laughs> points on the floor. That, that's an absolute... <laughs> that's even worse than the Manorino one. That's just... Unlucky. I'll remind so you... As well. I'll remind the viewers of the facts. I'm sure they'll love this little trip down memory lane for Raducanu. First qualifier ever. Male or female to win a Grand Slam. Did it without dropping a cent. Set didn't even go to a tie break. She blasted every time she got a chance to hit all the way to the title. Of I think that was the shot of the tournament. Forehand proved a little too easy, however, after she went on to the main tour. I think it was a little bit awry in a lot of her matches. Um, I, but, you know, that'll come in time, definitely. Uh, you know, the consistency she'll need to use it week in, week out. I still, obviously, you know, really, everybody loved it. It was amazing. And if she doesn't win Sports Personality of the Year, you're still <laughs> unlucky. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you, you, you went to left field there, definitely. You went all the way back to the field there. I think it was in the car park. <laughs> that, that's just a bloody hell of. Interestingly, I think she's the youngest player ever to win a slam. So you, you, yeah, obviously, had, you obviously had something in your head. Oh. <laughs> right, Gav, back on track. This one, you'll get no problem. Who did Raducanu beat in the final of the US, the US Open? Leila Fernandez. Nice, yeah. That, that, they that get was... points for the pronunciation as well. Get <laughs> some points back. Oh. Uh, no, yeah, no, clutching no. at straws there, Gav, definitely. Um, obviously, yeah, another teenager in the final was brilliant. Fernandez had already won a title in Monterey, so it wasn't totally unprecedented, but her run to get there was outstanding. Three top five players in the same tournament. Plus, she beat Kerber, who I put down as my favourite for the tournament. Who yep. do you think's got more potential over the coming years, Gav? Is that unfair to ask? That's just a lottery question. Um, well, I'll tell you my gut feeling. I actually think Leila Fernandez. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a difficult question. I'd probably be inclined to say Leila Fernandez. My, my justification for that is the player should beat at the US Open. She's already won a title um, in her career, so she's shown she can sort of bring it week in, week out on the tour. Mm-hmm. I think the variety that she possesses is a little more secure, I want to say, than Raducanu. Yeah, Certainly the forehand that I, I, she possessed in um, Romania was it, like nothing we'd ever seen. Obviously, you know, we were used to seeing it just lights out of the US Open, but it was all over the place. So yeah. maybe maybe shows that her game is just a little too big to, to be secure all the time. But, you know, yeah. obviously, obviously, Raducanu will will probably prove me wrong. Mm. We'll see though. I, I just my other point obviously is the the hype she got obviously afterwards. I think just let her be. And we said this before, but yeah, we'll, we'll just see what happens rather than saying she's going to be number one, etc. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that was a that was absolutely unforgivable from Rosetsky and stuff like that. So oh, that was just Greg having a having a mayor there. It was. It totally was. Shout out to Clara Towson, Marta Kostyuk. 
Soria Serrano and Claire Lou. Is it Claire Lou? Uh, Liu, anyway. Liu, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, guys, you're doing well. Next category, if you're ready for it. Yeah. We've got, I've got it down as the nearly peeps. So people who, you know, kind of nearly did something amazing this year, but didn't quite. Didn't do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. So first one, Tony Nadal is now the coach of which tennis player? Felix Ogiales. Yeah, easy, easy. Uh, so yeah, Felix obviously got to the quarters at Wimbledon, semis at the US, brilliant slam runs. I don't think there's really much I can say about that because he got beat by really good players. Yep. Um, but yeah, again, a couple of finals at the Murray River Open, Stuttgart that he lost. The fact he's doing so well in the slams and he still can't win that title, you know, he just can't quite get over yeah, the line. Yeah, semis, and... semis in uh, Stockholm as well. I thought he would win Stockholm. I thought that's where he was going to win his first yeah. ATP title, but it was Tommy Paul, obviously, that took it first title. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get there eventually. I mean, I wouldn't be too concerned. I mean, he's made eight finals. He's doing well at the slams. He's doing all the right things. Got the right attitude. So it, it will fall from. I think when he does win his first one, it will be opening the floodgates to win more. People have seemed. To, I think Tim Hemming was guilty for making it seem as if it was a disaster. I was like, calm down, Tim. Just yeah, relax. When he gets his first title, it will be. Rosie in the garden. I'm begging him to win that title though. I just well, I, well I'm desperate for him to win it. Every two fifty, I'm looking at the entry sheet to see if he's on it, and if he's on it, I analyze his draw. Um, it's like yeah. the new Marin Chilich moment, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Whose twenty-three match win streak at ATP five hundred level was ended by Aslan Karatsev in Dubai this year? That would be Bue, Andre yes, Rublev. It is indeed Bue. He. Hasn't quite shaken his title of Mr. 500, I've got to say, because this year he did well. In other Two events, Masters finals, yeah. Yes, exactly. The finals of Monte Carlo and Cincinnati. Also lost in Halle, incidentally, actually. To he did, yeah, and he obliterated his racket, I think, in the yeah. process. Which... Yeah, so three, three finals. Yeah. <laughs> three finals. You know, he's, talking, you know, he's talking to himself, and oh my God. The, the, uh, the, the ceremony afterwards as well, his yep. face is absolutely tripping <laughs> him. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Uh, he's a funny guy. He's got a lot. He's, he's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of meme ability. Definitely. A great uh, documentary about him on YouTube. Where he's interviewed by a Russian journalist, and he just, you know, it's, it's a great insight into him. He's just so relaxed, like the guy's just. Quality. He's very yeah. He's very chill, but also like super professional as well. And the best also, tennis front of all time as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's also very silly though. At the same time, like he seems to come out with a lot of one-liners a lot of the time. I have written down. I know you wouldn't. You've not been so keen on his second half of the season, to be fair. So that I mean, he's, that's why he's in this category. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. quite do what he should have been able to do, despite getting fifty-two wins on tour this year. Yeah, no, totally. I I get that. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's still big improvements. Big improvement on the first serve, particularly. He still needs to get that second serve. Just um, mentally, I think his... a wee bit as well at the slams. I think it's the one-dimensional game that we've talked about. He needs to have a bit more tactical variety. Um, I, I think yeah. he will get that. I was really disappointed before Djokovic when he said, "Oh, I don't know how I'm going to beat this guy, etc." And yeah, Emin picked him up on that. And Rosetsky picked him up on that. I'm like, well, I, I thought it would be a good match. And as soon as I heard that, I thought this is curtains because yeah, he's going to win with yeah. that. With that yeah. Um, I don't understand why he'd have that attitude. I mean, I think he's one of the cleanest ball strikers in the game. I mean, I don't think of many players in the world that can hit ground strokes as cleanly as him on a consistent basis. So, yeah, mentally needs a wee bit of a improvement, but he'll get there. He will get there. Yeah, obviously super committed. So, um, onto the ladies, which female player reached three finals this year without winning one title? 
Ooh. That's a bit of a question again. It is. Um, it's tough. It's tough, yeah. Um, I am going to go for Stuff it. Shout Gav. Was that the was that the answer? It's, it's the correct oh, yeah. answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you seem you seem very confident in that answer. Definitely uh, after saying oh, that. <laughs> <'Cause> it, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's definitely a tough one. So you good good stretch there. And um, despite finishing the year at number four in the world, Pliskova's year was incredibly mixed. Definitely. Yep. Obviously, Wimbledon final, Rome Masters final, and Toronto finals are nothing to be sniffed at. But the nature of some of the losses, the double beat the Rome, Rome final was nightmare. You yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the Wimbledon final absolutely fine. You know, she lost to the better player there, but um, also a loss, a pretty easy loss to Georgie in Toronto. Um, yeah, yeah. Qu- quarters lost to Sakari as well at the US Open. Mm-hmm. I think that was quite a good chance for her. Early losses in Australia and France. Yeah. Not just surprised a French, especially after getting gubbed in, no, of course, yeah. Rome in the final. But yeah. yeah. But work to be done for her to push through to the next level, I think. You know, it's like I still rate Pliskova's chances of winning a slam. I don't think oh, it's yeah, a reach. Oh, yeah, I think she well, look with the serve that she's got. You know, if she has a good couple of weeks, puts it all together, she can win one for sure. It just made no sense. She wasn't good at Wimbledon prior to this season. I, I know. Just I never really understood it. Mental, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Mental. Right, next one, Gav. You might need to do a bit of stretching for this one unless you've got it committed to memory, which would be impressive. But who did Alina Svitolina beat to win Olympic bronze in the women's singles? Ooh. You did, um, we did talk, we did talk yes, about it. Yes, it's Alina Rubikina, isn't it? Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Well done. Rubikina gets a mention here because of how close her matches were this year. And obviously that match is a definite near miss for her. 10 of our 22 losses this year went to a deciding set, including a super close match to Halep in New York. Yeah, she beat Serena Williams at Roland Garros, though, didn't she? So yeah, yeah, she did, yeah. Bit, yeah. That was another pretty near miss as well, though, losing to Pavlochenkova 9-7 mm-hmm. in the quarters in the yep. third set. Also a competitive match against Sabalenka at Wimbledon. Yeah, I, I, still, I still think she's going to be the next person to break through, but... Maybe yeah, still... she could be, well, look, there's about 100 names you could probably put. Yeah, she's certainly one of the 100 or one of the next up-and-coming players for sure. Yeah. Right, last category, Gab, you're doing well. You've only really? missed five only points. 12 points. Oh, five, five points? points five points so far. I, I, know you... I can come back on next week then or whatever. I've earned the respect. <laughs> <laughs> You've beaten my dad, definitely. You got fifty percent. My degree, this so. this is a bloody nightmare. <laughs> no, you're doing well, right? So the last category is what to expect next year. Okay. So okay. first question: Who bailed Federer this year? Oh, that'd be Hubert Hurkacz and Wimbledon. Yeah, 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 I knew you'd get that one. On only one leg, Federer hobbled in and out of the Wimbledon quarterfinal. Quite the achievement, given a. He's showing he's still got what it takes to, to rule on that surface, I think. Well, not rule, but at least be a threat in that surface, definitely. My big question would be, do you think he can beat any member of the top 10 on grass next year? Well, yeah, I think he can beat a set of grass in grass. I think he can beat players in grass that aren't proved, proven in grass. Draws like, that's true, because there's still yeah. a lot of top players who aren't I, I in think, grass. Yeah, I think next Wimbledon will be his retirement on song or whatever. Uh, I just don't see him, you know, you need for me with Roger, I've talked about this with my brother a lot, it's like there's a lot of training blocks, play the tournament and go back to training block. For me, I think you need to play more tournaments. The same with Serena Williams, it's a lot of 
training block, training block, training block, but not enough tournament play. I think that's what catches them out when they get to the big events because I don't think they've almost matched had the matches required to to come through the tough moments in those matches. I I I obviously love him to do well, but actually my gut feeling is he's not going to do well at Wimbledon next year. Yeah, I just think that will be it personally. Yeah, don't want well, to be a downer, but that, that obviously I don't I don't, being able don't to play a full happen. schedule. Yeah, I'd like to be proven wrong. I de- I I really oh, do like Federer. Yeah, I really do like him. So yeah, one last hurrah would be lovely, but I don't realistically see it happen. Yeah. Right, next question, Gaff. Yeah. Who broke Nadal's streak of sixty-seven consecutive wins? Versus opponents racked outside the top 20. So who ended Nadal? Who beat Nadal to end the streak? Is that what you're asking? It, yeah, who, this year, and they had to be ranked outside the top 20. Um, right, so let's, let's try and buy myself some more time. Yes, we didn't, he didn't play, he didn't play, didn't play Wimbledon. He lost to Novak at Roland Garros. Wasn't Australia. Oh no, it would be in it would be his defeat in did he withdraw from Washington? No, 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 he got beaten by Lloyd Harris in Washington. Yeah, nice yeah. one, Gav. Well done. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. R- Rafa fans, I believe, have absolutely nothing to worry about next year. I think he's still playing close to his best tennis. Um, yeah. you know, he gets injuries a lot and he knows when to take time off tour, so I wouldn't worry too much about that either. Um and at the French, you know, Djokovic just brought it to him. I thought actually the level at the French was really, really high. It was well against Schwartzman in his fourth in his quarter final. Sorry, I think he only dropped like three points in the last set. It was ridiculous. Yeah, 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 it was mental. Just, yeah. Thought he had a chance when he got the third, and he just got walloped in the fourth. Like the door quickly slammed in his a face. A sniff of victory and yeah, <laughs> absolutely destroyed. Yep. Yeah, um, that's my feelings for Rafa next year. I think Rafa fans are going to have a good year, definitely. Mm-hmm. Next question: Which female player had the highest first serve win percentage of this year? That's that's a belt of a question you put down there. That is nearly. Do you want to just go with gut feeling again? I'm trying to think of so it's highest first serve percentage wins of points. Yeah, so it's, yep. we're talking about highest number of points won with the first serve. Yeah, right. rather than first serves in. Which, right. Okay. Yeah. That that changes it somewhat. Um, that is a very very difficult question. I have to admit that's an absolute bastard of a question. That. <laughs> so I'm getting. I'm guessing it's going to be someone who's not been named before. That's the logic. Did Williams play enough with the with the first serve to to say that, to say that was the highest? Oh my, that's a horrible question. Um, push, push you for time. No, I'm not going to say it's going to be enough. I'm going to go bit out of not without left field. Maybe not renowned for having the best serve. I'm going to go Ash Barty. Ash Barty was second. And Serena Williams was first. <laughs> I didn't think she played enough, to play enough tennis. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At, uh, yeah, that. see, I would have said Serena, but then I thought, had she played enough events to really correlate a high enough percentage? That, that it, was my... You're quite right. It's a bastard of a question, because realistically, I know I was going to catch you out, probably, with that. Yeah, but, because I, I thought just... Barty had played more, and I thought, well, okay, the percentage could go down, but would Serena have played enough to really get the... The really high numbers, considering she lost early on in tournaments. Um, and the point in the, one more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get the logic. You're, you're you're quite right, but the point in the question and the point in bringing it up, I guess, in general, is that Serena Williams wasn't playing her best tennis last year. But could still serve lights out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So even yeah. if the movement's a bit compromised, I mean, she made it to the semis of Australia last year. We just said like, Serena Williams. I mean, it's biggest. I know. Yeah. Best yeah. <laughs> Best serve in the women's game. 
Yeah, you, you toyed with it for a while. You were very close. Play more matches to not catch me out in quizzes like this. So just forget the yeah, training yeah. block. Play more exactly. matches, and I would have said her name and got points. So it's, it's all her fault, actually, for not playing enough matches. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, uh, you know, I, I liked seeing that stat because that that made me quite optimistic about her chances. Yeah. I hope she heals up quickly. I don't think she's playing Australia. She's not playing Australia now, actually. I think yeah, she could definitely do well at one of the slams, probably. Oh. The US, if um, she was yeah, going to go yeah, out one last hurrah. Or, or Wimbledon, maybe. Wimbledon. Yeah, I think our best win percentage is at the US. So, yeah, maybe. Ah, yeah. Uh, so annoying. Well, <laughs> I love when I, when I go into the description after the question, if you've got it wrong, you're just consoling yourself the whole time. <laughs> you can't... You, you can't help yeah, beating yourself up. Give it as a final answer. Like, you know, who wants to be a millionaire like, ask the audience? Or, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have I should have gone in with the is that your final answer, Chris Tarrant style when you brought it up. Yeah, we'll find out after the break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah damn it. Right, next All question. Right. Heal your wounds. Who did Naomi Osaka save match points against in her Australian Open title run? Oh. Stuff. Um It's quite a big it's quite a big it's quite a big player. Oh my god, that that goes my answer out the window then, or maybe not. Um, oh, uh, fair, I I don't know. I'm just gonna go for a random guess. Uh, Vanutvink. Don't know why I said that. That's that that's left field. That's left field. Um, it's Muguruza. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Slightly, just got it wrong. Stuff is stuff. I was just laughing that you're uh, you obviously misunderstood big big player and just thought sort of top one hundreds. No, I meant like top ten, twenty to be fair. Yeah, uh, it was the first thing that came to my head, which probably doesn't do, <laughs> pretty brutal right actually. That's uh, you know, an, e- an excess of tennis knowledge there that's shooting you in the face. as well that it's <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind going match point. Uh, yeah, Asaka, anyway, though, didn't do particularly well at any other tournament besides Australia. You know, after that, mental health issues caused her to pull out the French Open, of course, and she yep. hasn't been the same since, stating she's, uh, she hasn't been happy competing. I think the loss in the US definitely played a big part in that to Fernandez, where she yeah. sent for the match. Right, Gav, last chance, and I'm sure you'll do okay in this one. Was it one? This, this is the final question, is it? Final, final question, yeah. Okay. Who is Andy Murray trialling as his new coach after splitting with Jamie Delgado? Oh. oh. It's, not, it's not a household name, to be fair. Not a household name, <laughs> but equally someone I should have got. Um, oh, bollocks. Um, oh, my God. Why, 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 can't you, why can't it be Craig Boynton coaching her catch? <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. I know. That, should no. be the harder, that should be the harder question, really. It should be. It's not like a, oh, it's not Wimpersett, it's not Torben Belt. You might be clutching. You might be clutching. So I'll I'll I, push you for time, and you can. Bloody, uh... I know the bloody face as well. That's a, oh my. Um, well, I'm gonna say Wimpersett. It's not Wimpersett. Just to make it clear, it's not Wimpersett. You're quite, you're quite right. Yeah. Because I've got to name a name within the next five seconds. So it's Wim. I'm just gonna say Wimpersett. That's a nice yeah. Wimpersett. It's a Yandavit. Yeah, well, uh, not too far away. 
Yeah, not too far away. Three syllables. Yandavik. Good, yeah, good, good year for Andy, obviously, in terms of progress. Definitely ways to yeah. go in making deeper runs in tournaments. Delgado have left next week instead of this week. Now from the I think a fresh perspective might be exactly what Andy yes, needs. I think so he's I... doing something that Nishikori perhaps should have done a wee bit earlier, which was you was know the maybe get transition. A, yeah, get, we'll get another yeah. name, another opinion in because he said Michael yeah. Chang forever, and I felt that sometimes you should have got another coach in to maybe give him a different perspective because he's a great player, Nishikori, but obviously he's maybe not made the strides that many would have thought he would have been able to do after reaching that U.S. Open final. So I, <clears throat> I thought that um, he would have had another, you know name in his corner a bit earlier um yeah definitely yeah i'm surprised it's taken this long but obviously it's a new so it's not uh an additional name it's a, it's a new name because with Del- delgado gone that was definitely a surprise he's going to shapovalo was he he's going to shapovalo yeah you're quite right yeah yeah that should have been my question for you yeah, I, should, yeah, yeah I should get a half point for that that and yeah. the pronunciation <laughs> of uh leila fernandez that gives me an extra point i think <laughs> Does she even pronounce her name like that? I mean, I have uh, you no know. idea, but that was <laughs> that at was, six o'clock on a Monday night. Sure. That was, yeah, it's definitely a clutch for a bonus point, but I like it. Right, Gav, I've got your final scores. Do I know them? What do yeah, you think you got? Can't, can't be any worse than some other people in this world. But. <laughs> it was your it was your home straight there that kind of let you down, but overall, you, you did well. 24 out of 32. That's an A, a passing E grade at 75%. That's not bad. Not bad. This, I mean, again, Manu Reno on another day could have got me the point. Um, if yeah. there was questions in the Marin Chilich win streak or whatever, I'm sure we'd have done a bit hey, better. You'd have um, it. Yeah, not bad. Uh, respectable. I can turn up again in yeah. this podcast um, and not be shot down immediately. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Gab, you pretty much got all the difficult questions and then kind of shot yourself in the foot with some of the easier questions. Yeah. So, uh, you got, you, 75, you, 75. It's not bad. No, it's good. It's good. Um, I can show up well, at the tennis club now and not be sort of hounded. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're hounded for your your you know your tie break loss from seventh. Uh, I'm, sure they... I think, I'm sure the the club <laughs> have been uh, witness to so much swearing in the past. That I think they know that. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's a, a no go subject. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would well, have the camera for just the indoor courts just full of swearing. Saturday night as well. Um, yeah, right, Gav. No, no, Gav, you did well. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, thanks you, for putting me to my paces there. We're not, we're not one hundred percent sure if uh, Gav will be here next week, but if he is, then he will be taking. I am, and I apologise in advance. And um, if I'm not, then you've got that week off of relief that I'm not here. Um, we're we're going to listen have... to my. <laughs> we're going to at least have uh, Scott Barkley on the the podcast uh, host of. Murray Musings who agreed to be on and we're, we're going to test him and possibly Gav with a wee Andy Murray quiz so a little Andy Murray recap of the season and you know just, uh, similar format to this basically um, mm-hmm. should be good fun please join us thank you very much for listening this far through um, if you want to catch any of my work you can go to jackoverroadsubstack.com last word on tennis for, for mine I'm currently working on a Djokovic yearly recap which is proving to be difficult to cut down because I thought I'll go through match by match and now I'm about a thousand words in and I've only just covered the Australian Open so I'm going to have to cut it down quite a bit yeah, uh, I think. again um, an, an excess of tennis knowledge shouldn't excess of tennis again, knowledge yeah. and um, <laughs> probably not doing anyone any favours including the editor but um, I, I will try and cut that down and get it out as soon as possible so <laughs> Have a look at my other stuff anyway. I'm sure you'll find something that you'll find readable. 
and you understand it on hearing me in person. So it's always fun. <laughs> yeah, please catch catch some of Gab's work on Last Word in Tennis as well, please. Brilliant. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Yep, catch you next time much. on the All Knowing Tennis Podcast. Cheers, guys. Cheers. <laughs>